Money in the bank is going to be crazy. WWE is falling apart. Shareholders are suing. More people are let go. Is Vince really losing control? AEW made a huge mistake. WWE never would. We're going to discuss it all tonight on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody. We are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast, and we are coming to you, brought to you by Media Junkies. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes. Just go back and listen in our show archives. doesn't matter if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those. You can find us. You can also search Media Junkie in your favorite podcast app and find access to our show and others like Fanboy Fight Club and Why Are You a Gamer? You can interact with our show, interact with us on our Twitter and Instagram. We post polls from time to time, uh, do some kind of fun things. We may even have a contest coming up here pretty soon. But you can find us at Live Your Gimmick. That's L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. Can also, <laughs> you can also, uh, yeah, I guess that's really all, all I have to say about that because I already mentioned the other stuff. So no interview this week. Uh, it's been a kind of a crazy time for me. I'm just lucky we were able to get together and record the podcast. So we're just going to talk about a few different things tonight. If you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I am the self-proclaimed voice of Media Junkie. On tonight's show, we feature both co-hosts. We got the historian, Kevin. What's going on? Oh, just nothing. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where are you recording from tonight, sir? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's going to be our next segment on the show is Where in the World is Kevin Recording from? <laughs> um, tonight, I'm actually in my daughter Ava's room. All right. The, the Ava studio. Got it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we have, well, it's Saturday night, but he's still our snark attack. What's up, Mike? I mean, didn't I start off as the Saturday night snark attack? No, so. it was Friday night, I thought, originally, but maybe no, not. We, always, yeah, we always record Saturday nights. That's yeah, true. we used to record on Saturday nights, and it would release, like, you know, later. So I, I'm actually back home where I belong. Back home on Saturday nights. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're familiar with the show, what we used to do is kind of talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of wrestling, and then kind of go into some hot and cold and talk about the shows. But... Because the shows have been kind of blah due to COVID-19, no live crowd and stuff like that, we're just kind of more sticking with the issues. So we're going to talk about a few different things that are going on. So I guess where do you guys want to start? You want to start with what I was talking about with AEW in the intro, or do you guys want to start with what's going on with WWE? I like it. I like like the AEW stuff. Okay. So the thing that happened with AEW that I don't think WWE would have ever let happen so i don't know if you guys were paying attention uh did you guys watch this week's um dynamite i watched the main event that's that's the main event okay so if you're watching the main event you saw brandy Rhodes come out wearing uh a i think like a black shirt with like a like a red plaid skirt and she was cheering on dustin and uh looked totally completely fine correct sure okay so dustin faced lance archer uh brandy came out with him now if you're watching earlier in the night brandy accompanied cody to the ring for the opening match and during that match she took a really bad bump where darby allen actually speared her and she ended up having to be helped to the back by billy gunn and she came out later really selling the uh the injury from darby allen and she was wearing a completely different outfit Then later on in the night, she accompanies Dustin out for the main event against Lance Archer, and she's not selling the injury, and she's wearing a completely different outfit. Now, you may say she miraculously healed, but in reality, what actually happened is that both matches were filmed on separate days, and they worked the Lance Archer-Dustin Rhodes match into this show because it was actually supposed to air on another episode. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. So it just kind of was a, it was weird and it, it kind of was a little off putting and then it, it didn't really flow with what was going on. But when you hear the, the explanation, it kind of makes sense on why that would do it. But again, I don't think the production standpoint, 
that's something I don't think WWE would ever let happen, at least this day and age with, with their production value and everything that they have going on. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, that's definitely a, a rather large mistake to have happen, like continuity wise. Like, don't be wrong, WWE is far from great at keeping track of their own continuity and they just hope we forget after three months. But <laughs> you might want to pay more attention when you're editing the show together if you're going to yeah. do that. Because yeah, they could have e- definitely easily just move that match to the beginning of the night on that episode and problem solved. Yeah. And you can't expect, I, I'm, I'm, I see shocks, something like that. Like, this is not knocking AEW, but like shock, like something like that hasn't happened because, you know, as much as like I said, WWE's not perfect. I mean, you got God knows how many years of experience of production and stuff compared to AEW's. So, right. Um, but AEW uses TV production for the most part. Like, I feel like they have TNT people that do the majority of their production. So, I feel like even. Well, thank Even you, better. WCW, so. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I was about to say, yeah, because, you know, TNT loved WCW so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of that, I thought AEW was a decent show. We got another really good, uh, really good episode of the Bubbly Bunch. So I'm curious to get your reaction to that. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was funny. But, no, I don't. Who were some of the people in there? Like, I recognize. So obviously, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Recognize them. Recognized. Um, oh my gosh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Vir- Virgil. Virgil. Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, Fluffy. That's what they call him. I recognize Fluffy. I, it looked um, like Jericho's dad was in there. Yeah, he was in the yeah hockey jersey. Who uh, was? Who was the guy in the robe with the hair pulled back? Okay, I'm gonna have to find the picture. Because I, somebody was talking about it, and they're like, I didn't know this guy, I didn't know that guy. And I looked at it, and I pretty much knew every single one of them. But, like, I would try to look up the picture. And... Yeah, there was one of them that I, that he was the only one that I was, like, really, like, who the frick is that guy? Vicky Guerrero making her appearance oh, yeah. on that was pretty good. <laughs> what was the, the Manitoba yeah. melee. <laughs> she got hit in the face, and she's like, really? Really? And then she just starts screaming, really? And then Jericho was like, "Stop!" <laughs> okay, so okay, so the one guy on the bottom left corner, he was on um, America's Got Talent, and he was the Cripple Threat member. And then he got—he's one that got into the ring. He's like a stand-up comedian, but he's okay. like—he's uh, uh, his like right arm is like all mangled and stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he like yeah. makes fun of himself. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the guy in the blue shirt, um. He was next to Virgil. That's the guy from uh, Tiger King, the one that's uh, riding right. on, the, on the jet. Yeah, the, the the one who basically like turned everybody into the FBI. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Lou, Lou, Ferrig- Lou Ferrigno is above yeah. Jericho's dad. And Jericho even was like, "Was that Lou Ferrigno with yeah. a stun gun?" <laughs> yeah. And then um, I don't know who the little person is. I'm guessing somebody famous. Yeah, it wasn't Swoggle, that's for sure. But no, the, the um, only one I wasn't really sure of was the first guy that I think Sammy Guevara, when he did his, it went to this guy who like fell over a lounge chair and he was like wearing like a bathrobe and he had like black hair kind of pulled back and like a oh, weird goatee. With the backwards hat? No, he didn't have it. I don't think he had a hat on. Not I could be wrong. Not, not Kevin Smith. No, no, I know Kevin Smith and Jay Muse. Oh, I'm, ta- I'm um, talking well, about... One of them was uh, Duff from Guns N' Roses. I knew that, too. Yeah, Duff okay. McKagan was one of them. And then there was a guy like, with uh, like a black hood. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, there's there's one that I was just like, yeah, I don't know who that guy is. But, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, um, it, was, it, was, it was fun stuff, but I think, you know, it's... It, I, you know, we need uh, Inner Circle to start getting back to getting some, you know, like on show heat and stuff on them because they really haven't I understand yeah, trying it, to do something but and I, I think really what boils down to is Jericho during this time wasn't he supposed to be on tour with Fozzie so I feel mm-hmm. like they really didn't have anything for him so now he's doing the commentary thing which he is just freaking amazing on commentary he has really gotten down the whole aspect of being able to bury somebody and putting them over at the same time. Oh yeah, he ta- talks about how much he hates this person, but then he, but then in the next breath, is totally putting him over, and it's great. Like, and he does the, such a good job with it. 
Oh, yeah, and what's been good is, too, is, like, somebody like Shivani, who, like, really, I mean, I know he's been on air, but he's had, like, JR and Excalibur to play off of. But, like, mm-hmm. Shivani hasn't, like, been a main play-by-play guy in, like, God knows how long, and it, he's, like, kind of bringing out some good in Shivani, too, so. Right. Yeah, definitely. I like those, so, too. Yeah, it's 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 been fun to listen to. So, yeah, so aside from that little production error there i thought i thought dynamite was pretty decent i really didn't get a chance to watch like i watched nxt i watched raw i haven't got a chance to watch smackdown yet um but uh the one thing that came out of smackdown i thought was going to be interesting and i kind of brought this up as an idea when they were first talking about how they were doing the money in the bank matches but as uh as per michael cole what's going to happen is both money in the bank matches are going to happen at the same time so here's my question, or I'm, I'm curious to get your guys' opinion on this. How do you think they format it? Do you think they start the show with the start of the Money in the Bank match and then go back to it periodically? Or do you think they're going to do the the whole show and then hit that main event and th- then that just be it? I feel like they kind of have to do it as the main event. I feel like if you're just going back and forth to it, it's 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 going to kind of kill like, it. It's like, it's going to take away the Hollywood momentum. backlog brawl with, like, Piper and Goldust, you know? Right, keep, yeah. Keep going back and forth to it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess it just depends on how it's done, because I can, I can see an argument for it with having them go back to it and then just cutting back to some superstars in just a ridiculous situation. And you're like, how the hell do they get into that pickle? You know what I mean? And then kind of end the night with them finally fighting their way to the roof and then having like the ladder match on the roof in the ring and, and, and all that. So that, that's, that's my thought of it. Like basically start off with the, you know, inside the building part of it and just kind of periodically, place it throughout the show and then finally end the night once they kind of all get to the roof and they're fighting for the titles. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather have it be consecutive and it like tell a story versus it being like, Oh, I have to fill in the blanks between a few like random ha ha moments. Like, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it'd get real messy real quick and yeah, I agree. Should be like lost in the fray. Plus, okay, this, this card enough. it doesn't really have a whole lot on it to the point where they need to like flip back and forth between oh we're back to this match okay now back to the only match that people care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense, and it doesn't seem like there's a ton of stuff on the card either. But um, I don't know. There's some pretty decent stuff. I'm curious. Like I, I like the fact that it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman instead of the Fiend. Because I think seeing that Bray Wyatt character in a match, but I also feel like that almost might mean that he may not win, though. I feel like it 100% means he he isn't going to win. I mean, let's be honest. Last time Bray Wyatt was in a match, he had zero offense. It was him getting shit kicked out of him for, what, 10 minutes by The Miz? Right. He did win it, though. Yeah. So... Uh, I'd rather it be the fiend. So that way, at least then it's like, okay, you're building up the fiend character, so it makes sense. Yeah. Versus being Bray, who doesn't need anything because he's he's just basically he's he's his own Paul Heyman. (laughs) That's what it is. He's his own fucking mouthpiece. He he has the fiend who does all the heavy lifting, and then he shows up and is like, "How do you do, guys? This is uh, (laughs) this is how I'm gonna whoop your ass." It makes sense. That definitely makes sense. What What do you think, Kev? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope he wins, but, like, I, I think it's, you know, I'm the same boat as far as this gives him an out. Yeah. For, for him not to, so, but it kind of sucks that he's even got to be in the situation he's in. <laughs> honestly. Right, yeah. So, he didn't have to drop it to Goldberg and all that stuff didn't happen. And... Yeah, that's Mike's boy. <laughs> Goldberg can go fuck himself. <laughs> he can take his old ass goatee and go fuck himself. His old ass goatee. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's something to be said for that. I, it's just the thing that the thing that kind of bothers me when when it comes to 
the whole situation is I, I'm starting to kind of I like this I like the look of Braun Strowman with the title. Like I feel like it almost looks like it belongs on him, and I, I, I like I do like the fact that he's getting this chance. Yeah, I mean it, it's I grant you it's it's a little I don't know I guess it's a little, a little too little too late. Yeah, maybe in a way, but I feel like. I feel like he carries it well. Like I feel like he gives it meaning. But the problem with a guy that big is you have to have a strong, like, especially because he's a baby face. Now, if he was a heel, this would be a completely different conversation because then you you could build up baby faces to work against him, and it doesn't really matter what size they are. But the, the issue with him being so fucking big is that there it's hard to create a believable heel that can actually beat him. You know. Yeah, he almost has to be a heel for it to work. Yeah, because with with like Hogan was a big guy, but you had guys like Earthquake and the Big Boss Man and King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant. Like you had these these huge, massive guys that believably could squash Hulk Hogan. You don't have a believable person. Outside of maybe the fiend, but the problem is the fiend is a baby face. As much as you might want to make him a heel, he's not. So you don't have that believable, that believable heel guy that you can really put up against Strowman that you you can believably think that uh, outside of maybe Brock Lesnar. But we've all seen that show before, and I don't know if we want to. Get oh, that's that's another thing. I don't know. If, I can't remember. If you, I don't think you mentioned this before the show started when you were trying to go over everything that's happened. Um, rumors are Dodie doesn't have Lesnar anymore. Oh, really? Like his contract ended or what? Um, so apparently on when they were doing the, the call for um, the quarterly earnings, mm-hmm. supposedly during the call, Vince told investors that WWE no longer has Brock Lesnar. Whether that means Lesnar's just like middle finger up, I'm out, or if his contract's up and he's not and he's wanting too much to resign. Or if he's another one of the wrestlers who was released because they're trying to loose, like loosen up some money. Um, but yeah, he supposedly is no longer in WWE's back pocket. Interesting. <laughs> well, that'd be interesting to see what happens with that. I feel like they would, if he was released there would have been at least some sort of announcement, right? Like I I see you'd think that, but at the same time my guess is that they they maybe they're still trying to get him back. Would be my guess. See now I, I'm looking at articles from like Bleacher Report and stuff like that though, and they're saying predicting when and how Brock Lesnar will return. I was listening to an interview with Jeff Hardy and he was talking about how he wanted a, a match with Brock. Um isn't an interesting WWE character anymore. Uh, lowest rated segment on Raw, news rumors. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing anything just by doing a search that, that relates to that headline. Like so, I said, it's just things I saw online. I didn't say there was any guarantee to him or validity to him. Just saying that, know, know, that he's, uh, he's not, not sticking around. Don't per- don't bring fanboy rumors to this damn podcast. Hey, if, if, if fucking Kevin can do it, so can I. <laughs> All right. So there are some some interesting things that, that came out of WWE's financials, though. Like right now, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Vince is being sued by some investors. And that is legit. You know, they're, they're suing based off of they feel uh, like there are some fraudulent claims or fraudulent uh wrongdoings the stock has really fallen um where it was close to a hundred dollars a share at one point it's right now trading at forty dollars a share which is which is really um really really kind of down in the dumps and on top of that there's been some rumors that vince has been talking about selling wwe to espn and and uh, Fox. Now, before they talked about selling pay per views or selling parts of that, de- like selling WWE Network or some of the content on that. But the last thing that people have been saying is, and again, this is also possibly rumor, but there's been multiple people that have, have talked about it that Vince is actually looking to sell the entire company. And if they're being sued and if there is something that maybe fraudulently happened i can see that being a possibility but outside of that 
does Vince not trust anybody else to run WWE in his family other than him? Like, I don't understand the the logic behind it when you have his daughter, uh, his son-in-law, and even his son who have all had aspects of of being in the business. You're not just going to leave it to them. You're going to sell it to some third party and then possibly, I guess, in a way, kill it? Well, so here's here's what I took from it is that Vince wants X amount of dollars from it. And Triple H and Stephanie and Shane don't have that kind of money to just throw at it and buy it in its current state. That'd be my guess. I got you. So you're saying it's one of those things where he wants Stephanie and Triple H to buy it out as opposed to... Oh yeah, he, he ain't passing anything down. Vince McMahon, first and foremost, is a businessman. He is not a let me pass this down as my legacy to you. He's a, no, I had to buy it from my father. You have to buy it from me. Yeah. Yeah, I can he, see that. When he bought it from his father, it was worth maybe what? A fraction of what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. A very small not, fraction. Yeah, I was going to say not even a fraction. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can definitely see that. And that's unfortunately the possibly the reality and what's going on. But Man, I don't know. It it just seems it seems a little cold, I guess, in a way. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Vince McMahon for his son's birthday just tweets "Happy birthday, Shane!" Like, <laughs> come on, not no explanation points, I, just "Happy <laughs> birthday" at Shane McMahon. Yeah, I love, like, I love, I love now. Every time he wishes somebody a happy birthday, so like, for example, the Rocks today, and yeah. everybody, like every other person, puts that photo. And meanwhile, happy birthday, Shane! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's some good shit. He even like he even went over the top with Titus O'Neil, wishing him a happy birthday. Oh, yeah, well, because and... Titus O'Neil made him pee himself laughing. That's why. <laughs> and he looks at Shane. He's like, "What have you done for me lately?" But Titus also was the one who got suspended for pushing Shane out of, or pushing Vince out of the way so Stephanie could walk through first. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and that's another and that's another one too, is when he wished him happy birthday the other day. Everybody yeah. posted that video. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I will say, did you guys see the Triple H segment on uh, on SmackDown last week with uh with Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the ring? Yeah, and then Vince kind of came. Vince kind of came out at the end, and he seemed like a senior citizen who was just rambling on. Yeah, man, like, <laughs> he, he didn't sound great, and he he didn't sound like he was completely there. And that's scary to have a guy that that's that powerful in that world, and basically not maybe in full control of his mental capacity. Like that's that's scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a real scary for the wrestling business and for, you know, and I can imagine with him being sued by investors and everything else that's going on with COVID, the amount of stress that has to be on him right now is, is probably through the roof. And he, if he's not sharing the load or getting help from the people around him and he's trying to take all that on as a 75 year old man, like that's, that's not going to be good for his health and for his mental state well, by, any means, by any means at all. But and then uh, speaking of people that got let go, uh, Curtis Axel, uh, Jerry Briscoe, both were let go this past week. Briscoe was furloughed. Axel was released. Uh, Axel, though, that could have been him asking for it, or it could have just been one of those things where they're trying to cut cut costs because he's not somebody that's really been doing much. I'm kind of surprised that, um, uh, oh, geez, who's the other part of the Mr. Raj? Uh, Bo Dallas. I'm honestly surprised Bo Dallas is still working with the company. Out of all the people that have been let go, there's a few people that I'm really surprised are still on the payroll. Right? Oh, I am like, uh, man, that, yeah. you, kept, you got rid of that person, but you're, you're keeping this person? Like, Yeah, yeah. There's a few people that are kind of shockers to me. Um, I'm trying to think back to who I was thinking about. Like, wait, this dude still works there? Um, Corbin. Let's stop. Baron Corbin is the top <laughs> heel in the company. I said that on purpose. I was going to say, I was going to say, oh, Baron man, Corbin. that was Dang fucking Brent. great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, Dana, well, I, mean, I can. I, 
Dan, I can, I can see, see that. Like, like no offense there. I just no, no, not... yeah. I, 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 that, that is one I can see as well. You know, she is in the Money in the Bank match though, so good for her for for getting that, getting that rub and and getting that opportunity. Uh, who was the person that was in the Money in the? Oh, Apollo Cruz. We we were talking about Apollo Cruz and how he was going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, that's just not happening anymore. Fucking um, on Monday Night Raw, he got taken out by. Uh, Andrade, he injured yeah. his knee in the match, and he's no longer in it. He left in crutches, crying. And it was the end of Apollo Cruz. So Apollo Cruz, another one that I'm honestly surprised <laughs> is still with the company. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's. <sighs> I'm honestly, there's a lot I'm of honestly shocked that people like Shinsuke and Rob and Robert Roode are still. But then again, those are people they probably don't want. Yeah, and and Shinsuke though, Shinsuke is still involved regularly in storylines. Robert Roode, not so much at the moment, but Shinsuke is still a part of the whole Sami Zayn triangle, and he's he's been used a lot on SmackDown, even with everything that's been going on. He, he's still working pretty much every week for them, so I can understand with Shinsuke, and he's on TV, and he's still a star for them. Um, you know, with guys like Curtis Axel, when was the last time you actually saw him or, or even Bo Dallas on TV? I mean, you haven't seen the B team in how long? I don't even know if they're still the B team anymore. I, yeah, I, I would assume they aren't because, you know, well, they haven't done anything for <laughs> <laughs> the Colognes finally got released as well. And I feel like yeah. that was a long time coming because they have, oh, yeah, that was insane. I, feel, I, feel like I didn't even know they were still employed. <laughs> Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the clone family's been released and hired back so many times <laughs> in some form or another. The only one of them that actually had some talent was Carlito. So, I mean, he's Carlo, not, he's obviously, never, but... <laughs> he's never allowed coming back. <laughs> I love I loved Carlito. I oh, even... Yeah. Kevin and I went to a show and I bought one of those, like... Uh, like Do you sit or swallow? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I had one of those and uh, I, I wore it to school and got in trouble for that one, too. <laughs> The thing is, like, their dad, oh, like, Carlos, who was very, you know, a very talented, you know, ran Puerto Rico and stuff or whatever. And But, like, for for Ric Flair to say that Carlito could be just as good as him, and which is very high praise, but he just is basically lazy. Is what he, is basically yeah, and that, that's what boiled down to that. He really he, was. <laughs> he just didn't care for him. It's like you want me to be uh, that good? That's not cool, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you could kind of see it. Like it, it almost seemed like, as much as you wanted Carlito to to really to be successful, he would come out and you would almost be able to tell that he was half-assing it. Like he just didn't seem like he gave a shit at all. And they put him in some pretty big spots, and he just didn't care. And then, you know, he can blame WWE all he wants, but at the same time, a lot of that goes on him, too, because he just didn't have that that drive, really. But, I don't know. Shout it's out to Carlito. Yeah, it's a shame, because I like the when he, him and Masters were tag team. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought they were decent. Yeah, they had, they had a decent little story going on there. And they had the whole... Uh, they were part of that... Weren't they a part of... Weren't they a part of the Elimination Chamber? Oh, yeah. Where it was them. I, I feel like it was the Elimination Chamber that Edge ended up cashing in at the end. Like, Cena ended up winning it, and then Edge cashed in at the end. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they were part of that Elimination Chamber. I'm pretty I, sure they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that was at... Um, that was at, like, a New Year's, Revolu- New Year's Revolution pay-per-view or something. Yeah. That there was a Chamber match, yeah. And then, yep. I feel like we watched that at the B Dubs in Maslin, Ohio. I, um, I like that you just specify Maslin, Ohio. Well, for a while, that was actually the only one that was getting the pay per views because the one in Canton, the one in North Canton or the Canton area stopped getting it. So we had to go all the way to Maslin to be able to watch it. And, and, all- then, and, and where, where do we uh, stop watching them? Where's that place on Everhart? Oh, um, it, used to, it, used to be, it used to be the Fox and Hound Mouse Fox called Coat. Yeah, it's called like. Coach oh, I thought you were talking about. Um, oh shit! What's that stupid fucking? It's. Uh, it used to be like the pub. 
Yeah, Paninis and yeah. the pub. Paninis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they were getting them there for a little while, but we never went there. We always went to Fox and Hound. But yeah, that's that, where me and Jansen used to watch them before yeah. he finally got a man cave and we just watched them there. See, I like the B dubs because like you had to pay five bucks, but like it was like a five dollar voucher for food. So like you know you're gonna probably buy food anyway. So but like I know Fox and Hound was like five bucks. But the funny thing is like Jason and I like if like if we were able to, we used to get there so early on Sundays. And then I remember Jason, like, if, especially if, like, football's on or something, like, Jason and I get there at 1 o'clock and just watch two football games, and then the pay-per-view come on, and they never came around it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because because it was, like, it's like at, like, say, like, 5 o'clock, you came into the door, and then say, are you here for the pay-per-view? Yeah. All right, five bucks. And then they would, like, stamp you or whatever. But, like, Jason and I, like, literally sat at the same table, never moved. Like, they would never come around. So we never yeah. had to cover. <laughs> but we almost had to get there that early, though, because if we didn't, we wouldn't have a seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the Kurt fan. Right. <laughs> him and his, you know, girlfriend, if you want to call her that. <laughs> My God. And all those fucking weirdos. You know. Are you they, questioning you... if she's his girlfriend? Or are you just saying she looked very, <laughs> not very um, I was questioning if she was, yeah. Like, she, she our was... species. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So you're saying that she looked like she's the missing link. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this guy, I love Kurt Angle. Like, I, I'll tell you, like, anytime there was a Kurt Angle match on, he would be sitting, let's go, Kurt. Let's go, Kurt. Oh, my God. Jason would always, and we like Kurt Angle, but we'd always cheer against him every yep, single time. Yep, yep. <laughs> just to see him, just uh, just because we wanted Kurt Angle to lose. Like because Mike, this guy. This, this guy would sing everybody's theme music every time. Like, like, oh every, my like God. every match of every person, like, you know, big show. And he just, like, I was like, oh my God. I would look at Jason and be like, are we, are we this, are we like this? Like, <laughs> Like, tell me, if this is how we are, we need to, like, you know, we need to figure out. Are we this, are we these losers too? We need to to figure out what we're doing in our life. (laughs) We need to reevaluate. Like, I, like, yeah, like, I love wrestling, I love watching, it's just like, any of your favorite things are passionate, but, I mean, I mean, really? Like, I understand people are, you know, into, like, you know, like, Lord of the Rings, how they are Harry Potter, and they get dressed up for the stuff and everything. That's cool and everything, but, like, this is, like, I mean, turn it up a couple, like, bad, bad notches. <laughs> right. So, uh, good times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then there was even, uh, the, my favorite, though, was the guys. So there, there was this group of guys that we, there's a couple of shows that Kevin and I went to back in the day when you used to have to go to tic- Ticketmaster to buy your tickets. And we would go to Macy's in the mall because they had a Ticketmaster on the top floor. So basically, like, we get there early and there was just, there was nobody else there except for this other group of guys. And they were just like completely nerded out wrestling fans. And basically, as soon as the doors open, like we raced up to get to the ticket window, basically to buy the tickets. And then, you know, a few, maybe a year or so later, we ended up seeing them at this BW3s in Maslin, right? And it was the uh, the match for SummerSlam when Shawn Michaels made his return. I think Mike knows the story. Did I tell this story before? So basically, this guy. He goes, oh, I'll be right back. He goes to the like the entrance of the restaurant, and as soon as Sean's music hit, he comes barreling out, dressed up with the hat, the sunglasses, and the gloves, doing like the whole entrance the entire time. Like he did the poses, he like basically danced down the aisleway of the restaurant and everything. During, I mean, <laughs> during yeah, this. yeah. It was one of the I mean, funniest he, things I'm I've ever sure seen. He had the, I'm pretty sure he had the assless chaps. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he might have the assless chaps, too. I can't remember, but he might have. He definitely had the gloves and the hat, though, and the glasses, for sure. And mm-hmm. it was yeah, amazing. I think I remember this story now. I, I'm still not convinced it wasn't Rob, though. It was not Rob. <laughs> I b- believe me, it was not Rob because I, I've I've known Rob almost as long, 
maybe because I, I feel like I would have met Rob maybe a year or two after this whole incident happened, and it was definitely not Rob because Rob would have had to gain a whole lot of weight in a short amount of time. I do always remember going That's when we go to Fox, when we go to Fox and Hound. I always got that they always had that like turkey on uh like pretzel roll bun. Oh my god, with like a honey mustard sauce. Yeah, man. So sure. I always got I always got that. Jason always got like the oh yeah, that was the, the, the Black Forest. Yeah, the Black Forest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, those wow, were the days. There must be a lot going on in the world of wrestling if we're talking about food. <laughs> yeah, you guys have gotten to the point where you're talking about appetizers down at the Applebee's <laughs> on our wrestling show. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, not a lot going on. Uh, the one thing I, I saw earlier today, though, that I thought was kind of interesting, Corey Graves' brother, who is also a professional wrestler kind of on the indie scene, posted a video of him and Corey working in a uh, an empty arena, basically. Not really an arena, but uh, basically they were... <laughs> Kevin had birds one week. Now he's got cats making it hey, on the show. She just, she just, yeah, why not? You know, next week, next week will be, you know. Some whatever. people, you know, get addicted to Amazon shopping during the pandemic and being quarantined. Kevin just collects a bunch of stray animals. To oh, use no, I, I, I don't collect them. They've, they've been here. So. Uh, next week he'll be with the dogs. Anyway, yeah. so get to that, a turtle. Corey Graves was actually in the ring doing some work with his brother. Now, he has talked a little bit about getting that itch after Daniel getting cleared and then now Edge getting cleared. It's it's made, I think, Corey reevaluate what he's got going on. I think as much as he loves doing commentary, I think a part of him wants to know what if. And uh, I think he might be possibly trying to work his way back to possibly making an in-ring return. I, I can answer that what if right now for him. He'll be a jobber. <laughs> Ouch. There, pr- problem solved. He can go back to the announce table happy. <laughs> Have you <laughs> actually... Like, I, feel, I feel at one point in time, though, I, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Corey Graves' match. I actually went back through, like, because Hulu has all the old NXTs. And this was before I think WWE, like I was really subscribed into WWE network, but Hulu has all the NXT shows dating back to when it first started. So I went back because you know, when I found out what happened to him and I was seeing shows and stuff like that popping up with him on it, like he had some, some different shows on the network pop up and stuff like that. I went back and like, I was like, Oh, who is this guy? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. He can't wrestle anymore. That sucks. Like he seemed like he was kind of struggling with it. So I was like, ah, who is this guy? So I went back and watched some of his matches. Dude can go in the ring, and he had a good personality. Obviously, he can talk, and he he had a, a pretty a decent gimmick. I mean, he uh, I like he has a, the stay down tattooed on his knuckles. So after he would win a match, he would basically like stand over his opponent, hold his knuckles out, and stuff like that. I you know I kind of dug that. Not bad, and he. Basically was told, much like some of these other guys, you can never do this again. So, and and he was a guy too. And one of the reasons why I was curious about him, I feel like WWE may at one time have had thought he might have been somebody because he was one of one of the first and only NXT superstars to be featured on a WWE video game. He was actually on a game. Um, man, I'm trying to think which one it was, but uh, I think Neville, him, and maybe Sami Zayn were like the only three guys from NXT that were a part of the game. So I started to think, well, wait, maybe this guy is somebody that they're you know, looking at down the road, and then obviously you can do it anymore. So I'm kind of curious. I don't know if it would necessarily be come back for like a full run, but I think it'd be fun to see him get in there and mix it up a couple of times now and again. I mean, if uh, I like him on commentary, so I don't want him to leave that job. But, you know, if he can get in the ring and go for a match or two now and again, why not? Eh. <laughs> okay. Have you ever actually seen him wrestle? No, but I like him as a commentator, and the commentating team is so weak. I losing him does isn't worth seeing him go to the ring to be a, another jobber like they do with most of the NXT talent. Okay, so Samoa Joe was back on the Raw commentary team next week. So, do you want to say see Samoa Joe stay in that position, or do you want? God, see him back no, in the I ring? want Samoa Joe back in the fucking ring. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. 
but but Samoa Joe is really good at commentary too. Yeah, but Samoa Joe like sent he has been like cursed since he got brought up to the main roster. Like that poor man has had more injuries than like Dolph Ziggler and Christian and like every other accident prone wrestler combined since being on the main roster. It's insane. <laughs> like he can't stay on long enough to get a push before some stupid thing happens where he bumps his head or hurts his shoulder or yeah, it, like I just want to see him finally get his due and I, I don't think it'll ever happen just because he's just constantly terrible things happen and he just gets fucking injured. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what about you, Kev? I mean, I'm kind of, this, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him wrestle, but I'm saying like, I need to just keep him on commentary, but I mean, he already feels like a, some kind of special or something, and now and then, and what the hell, get in the ring and wrestle? But I mean, if Michael Cole can get in and, and wrestle a match, why not get Corey Graves in? There? Yeah. I mean, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it can't be. Hey, can't hey, be terrible. Mean Gene Okerlund is undefeated in his career. Did you guys know that? That's true. Yeah, it's two and up. Oh man. <laughs> I think both matches were a team with Hulk Hogan, though. But <laughs> oh, there, yeah, that, was, that, that, that might might, might give you a little bit of an edge. That was one. <laughs> it was a tag match with Hogan against uh, uh, George Animal Steel and Mr. Fuji, and then the other one, I think he beat like Mark Madden on WCW TV or something like that. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, like, that must have been when WCW was really in the shitter because I don't uh, remember that at all. Yeah, it was like the late two thousands. Nobody was watching. Yeah, I totally stopped watching WCW way before that period of time. So, all right, cool. Well, anything else that you guys can think of that you want to bring up, talk about? Uh, nope. All right, cool. Um, Kevin, you got anything for the history department? I actually have something this week. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's the most appeared he's been in a while. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I saw a tweet, um, and this is what made me think of it in the show. Um, but somebody had posted a reunion picture of uh, IRS and uh, Ted DiBiase. Mm, and, like, Money Inc., they, yeah. Yeah, Money Inc., and like they're holding like a big-ass wad of like, $100 bills and stuff. So I was getting there thinking, I was like, huh. And um, uh, interesting thing about them was, I guess, um, so WrestleMania eight, they were a, they were the tag team champions, and they were facing. And you just made me re- uh, remember this when you said Earthquake earlier, Jason. So they're facing oh, yeah. Earthquake and Typhoon, the natural the tag, disasters. Yes, for the tag team titles. So, um, what was it? I believe Money Inc came out first and right as earthquake typhoon were about to go out they told them hey we're running short on time so you guys need to go home in like 30 seconds so they went out and they got word to DiBiase and DiBiase basically said nope fuck that (laughs) so they went on and wrestled for I don't know maybe like 6, 7, 8 minutes which doesn't seem like a long time but when you're told to go home in 30 seconds and, it's a real long time. Yeah. So the finish <laughs> of it was like just like money just grabbed the belts and left and account out. So, yeah. but I guess DiBiase's thinking of it was um, how the hell are we going to, like, that was like the finish that they had planned out was they were just going to walk off like that. And DiBiase was like, how can we just do that in 30 seconds? So it, just seeing that and all that made me uh, think of a fun little history, little history fact maybe, maybe people didn't know. So. Right. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. And and really, to his point, how would they do that in thirty seconds? Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing to think about. Like, think about it. Like, how are you just gonna like literally the finish of it was okay. I think DiBiase was down, and Earthquake was going for his finishing maneuver. And so what happens is Iris uh, pulled him out. And mm-hmm. when he pulled them out of the rain, that's when they just grabbed the belts and they just walked off and said, eh, screw you. You know, we don't care. We don't care if we lost. We got the belts. So then again, yes, how are you going to do that? And 
you know, because yeah. you get you're you're building up to that drama. Of, oh my god, he's gonna hit his finish and maneuver tag team champions. Unless you right. do that like right out of the rip. Maybe if it was a singles match or something, but like in a tag. That'd be yeah. really difficult to do. So Or something where they're just like as soon as they hit the ring and the bell ring, they just rolled out and they're like, Nope, we're done. We we don't yeah. want to have anything yeah. to do with these guys. Such a fucking waste. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, catch everybody up. We do still have our little tournament going on. It didn't finish up this week like I hoped it would. But the good news is we are on to the finals after today, and then we will be able to finish up by next week. So basically what it's looking like, if, um, if we're going based off of there's still a little bit of time left, but as of right now, Austin and Hart from WrestleMania 13 is beating Undertaker and HBK. So based off on this post, you might have a few minutes to still go on and vote. So if you get a chance, go to at live your gimmick and vote for that match and whichever match you choose. So I'm kind of surprised by that a little bit. But as Kevin mentioned, a lot of people think that Austin Hart is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time, if not the best. Um, I'm a good friend, personal friend of our show, one of our BFFs, Conrad Thompson. Um, he thinks that's the greatest WrestleMania match ever. So, all right. Well, if the Which if is- the pod if the pod father says it, then it must be true. So, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, so that that's gonna set up. <laughs> so basically, Austin and Hart are gonna have to beat Taker and HBK a second time because uh, already in the finals, yeah. Taker <laughs> HBK won. So at least we're not gonna have a Taker HBK final we'll we'll have a little bit of a break up there but they're gonna have to overcome that mountain one more time in order to uh in order to uh win the entire thing so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens. if we were doing something like this again i'll if i had to come up with it, i'll rethink of not having <laughs> the same match <laughs> yeah but i mean it's uh this one yeah is- i was questioning that one from the get-go but i figured i'll just keep my opinion to myself well it, it was just so hard and like honestly that because Taker HBK one ended and that, that was two thousand nine and then this one was two thousand ten. So the right. one bracket goes to two thousand nine, the other one starts in two thousand ten. And honestly, you know, WrestleMania their twenty their second match was just as good as No, yeah. You're, so, right. you're right. You're right. You're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. I can't argue with you there, but Man, we'll have to get a sound bite of that. <laughs> you're right alright cool alright well thank you anybody who listened today a little short show today but not a whole lot going on like we said we, we basically talked about some nostalgia for about a good you know 10 minutes and, appeti- right, and appetizers so. man and mm-hmm. appetizers and, and yeah. black forest sandwiches from Fox yeah. and Hound yeah, yeah tweet, I, tweet at us what your favorite food is to eat to, while going to a, while you listen to our podcast while you listen to our podcast yeah <laughs> Or your favorite food to eat at a wrestling pay per view? I like that yeah. too. Mine, so, mine is usually chips. Mike's is cereal. <laughs> Jason's is cracking open a beer. <laughs> Jason's whatever he can find. Jason eats his beer. I'm very confused. How old is this that it's like chewy? <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, again, thank you everybody for listening to the show today. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram. And that's oh, at oh, oh, it's, it's after 11. Jason's becoming British. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at Live Your Gimmick, L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K. We are also a part of the Media Junkie family, so you can also catch up to everything that we're doing with Media Junkie at Media Junkie Vids, also on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you go and follow that. We actually need some followers on that Media Junkie account, so hop on that and follow it. So if you're following us on Live Your Gimmick, go follow us on Media Junkie as well. You can also catch some of our content on YouTube, youtube.com slash Media Junkie. You can also advertise with us if you join our Patreon. And Mike has some really cool t-shirt designs. You want to talk about that a little bit? I've got some news for you, Jason. Not only do I have t-shirts. Well, let me tell you something, brother. But coming soon, brother, to tpublic.com, they're going to have specialized face masks. And I have about 25 different designs that I just uploaded that are ready to go. The second that they get them in stock, you can go buy them. They're going to be about $15 a piece. They're going to be double layered. They're going to have a pocket inside. So if you want to put a filter, you can. 
Ooh. I've got everything from the Stinger to Ultimate Warrior, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, I'm going to get Power Rangers one for Liam. <laughs> they come in all the different Power Ranger colors, too. Nice. Uh, I've got Skeletor, Thanos, Slimer. Uh, I've got Spawn. Like, you name yeah. it, I've got something for you. Do you have coming, a... When is coming out? Um, they haven't given an exact date yet. Right now, they're working on mass producing them so they can print on them and get them out as fast as possible for people. Do you um, have the they've... Gimmick Minute logo on one? I do. Yes! All right, Ooh. all right, all right. Because <laughs> Jason has to buy anything that has that logo on it. <laughs> hey, I, I still want some kind of decal for the back of my truck, so... I mean, I'm even going to make a, a Bukaki Warriors one just for you guys. Oh my gosh, that I cannot wear to work, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, it will be available that. if you if you want the easy way around it. Just go to tpoke.com, search Media Junkie Gimmick Minute, Fanboy Fight Club, uh, Why Are You a Gamer or Modern Toy Fair. Once you click on one of the designs, you'll see a little blue link that says Vault of Personality Comics. Click on that; you'll have all my shirts plus all the mass designs. Keep an eye out. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna like mass announce it over any sort of social media, or if they're just gonna email us and be like, "Hey." they're up tell you tell people that you know follow your shit but keep an eye out it should be soon all right cool and as mike said uh we do have some other shows like fanboy fight club where uh we'll be recording tomorrow night that should air next tuesday and uh we the the topic this week is to turn a what is it turn a children's children's show show into a tvma show right yeah so Definitely check that out. I was a bitch of the week, so I was not able to pick my topic this week. Um, but I feel like I did the best I could with what I was given, even though I wasn't very happy about it at first. So oh, yeah, you and, bitched and, like I'm a fucking motherfucker when I told you that. <laughs> and also, if the historian could figure out what time they're going to start recording, he might sneakily <laughs> hop on and just l- l- listen along. <laughs> All right. Well, we have we have talked about doing another guest judge. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we keep yeah, talking here, about it, but in normal fanboy fashion, months. it gets nowhere. Yeah, right. Not you can just I'm always. Just, I'm just saying, I kind of have an idea. You guys might be recording, and I might be checking our uh, app, and if I see people on, maybe I'll join. All right. We're supposed to be in the middle of an argument, and you're we're just gonna hear the da dun, and we're like, <laughs> fuck, just join. <laughs> And then, I'll, and then I'll then I'll just like disconnect right away. Fuck everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be great. You should do it for sure. All right, cool. I agree. All right, cool. So uh, you can also subscribe to us and the other Media Junkie shows at uh, just on your favorite podcast app. Just search Media Junkie or search Gimmick Minute. Search Why Are You Gamer, Fanboy Fight Club. They all pop up no matter what you search. So you can also leave us a review on Apple. Uh, we do appreciate a five-star review if you should if you feel we deserved it. Also leave a comment. We do appreciate that as well. I want to thank anybody for listening to the show today. Thank you very much. Remember, be a fan. And always, live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.